All right, welcome to another great episode of Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, got a good one for you. Have a fun little guest, and uh, this one's going to hit close to home. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, I am your host, Chef Matt. And uh, like I said in the little intro there, we have a uh, bit of a different episode today, but something I'm going to be exploring a lot, um, very much in the realm of Max Effort Kitchen and uh, what we do here, which is, um, you know, talk about, learn, explore, bring awareness to pretty much everything. Um, that has to do about food and how food helps uh, shape our lives and how food helps us in, in every aspect of life, but also the challenges and, and uh, what we go through um, as humans and uh, the interaction with food. You know, one thing that uh, I really am very, very strong about or feel very strong about is the uh, the relationship with food. And I have my my own personal opinions on the relationships of food and and you know what as a society um, we bring to that relationship uh, and you know I hate to I hate to admit this but as you know as American and uh, the stereotype that comes with uh, Americans and how they eat and how we um, have this uh, outlook of gluttonous, um, behavior when it comes to food, um, just drives my want and desires to bring awareness to, uh, this whole idea of relationship with food. But, uh, something we're going to talk about today is it's going to be interesting because, um, explaining this, subject is, uh, it's a close, very, very close to my heart. It's very close to home. Um, well, it is in my home. I'll just get to the point. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, Kabuki syndrome and how it affects, uh, the people that have it and the people around the people that have it. Um, and we're really going to be focusing on the food aspect and, you know, what, the challenges uh, they go through and and what exactly it is. Um, I'm going to bring my daughter on here, Madison, because she does have Kabuki syndrome. She's had it since birth, and uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about it. See uh, see what she has to say. Um, so you know, first and foremost, Kabuki syndrome is something that's very rare, and a lot of the times, I would say nine times out of 10, when I tell people about it, uh, they'd have no idea or oh, I've never heard of that. I mean, even I'm talking like medical professionals have been like, oh man, I've, you know, I've never heard of that, but I'm going to look into it. Uh, so it's one of those uh, very, very rare uh, genetic disorders. Um, it affects, it's actually a chromosome defect, I believe. I, I might be using that defect word wrong. 
Um, I'm sure my wife, if she was here, she would correct me. Um, but she's not, so we're going to go with it. Uh, but it is a genetic disorder. Um, and it has all kinds of attributes. Um, it has mild to moderate intellectual disabilities. Um, it's developmental delays. Um, it really affects your fine uh, motor skills. Um, it, it overall is something that um, the community is, is still really learning. Um, because it's a, a chromosome defect, uh, it actually has, um, in some cases, there are facial features, a flattened nose, uh, you know, longer eyelids. These are all just little cursors to uh, let you know, as the doctors were telling us, um, these are little cursors to uh, how they kind of uh, diagnose this. Uh, you know, the eyes are wider apart. There's... Uh, an arched eyebrow. And, and these are interesting things because when they were first telling me about them, I was like, so you're going to diagnose this kid with um, a disability because of facial features? And um, I didn't really understand it. And I still kind of don't, but it's, these are just little cursors, right? Um, there are, it's low muscle tone. It's early puberty. It's things like... Uh, you know, joint problems. There's urinary, she had urinary tract stuff in the beginning, um, heart problems, ear infections. I mean, some of these, uh, go from ear infections to epilepsy and seizures, right? Again, this is something that is so rare and so little people have it that it's just, we're learning every day. We're learning every day. And I'll, I'll back up a little bit and talk about how we found out. Um, when Maddie was in mom's belly, she, you know, we, she had a two umbilical cord, uh, two vessel umbilical cord. And the doctor found that to be a little strange and said, well, you know, um, I've seen it happen and everything's been okay and all that stuff. So we're going to go with it. And we would, we did. And, um, as we started doing, um, you know, all the blood work and everything that comes with pregnancy, uh, he, the doctor asked us if we wanted to do genetic testing and it's something you have to opt into. So we did and found out that there was a chromosome defect. Uh, at first they thought it was trisomy 18. And if you don't know what trisomy 18 is, um, it is one of the most, uh, intense form of mental retardation to the point where the fetus probably wouldn't live past two weeks out of birth. Um, and if it does make it through birth. So you can imagine as first time parents, um, having the doctor pull us in the office and tell us that, you know, uh, are the baby that we are growing in love with while it's in, you know, mom's belly could possibly have uh, trisomy 18 and that we need to, um, make a decision. Uh, well, you know, there was three options thrown out there. There was, you know, you just, you, you say, okay, and you move forward. Um, the next option was we do an amniocentesis, which is basically going to give you a 99.9%, uh, 99.9% accurate reading on what it is. Okay. Cause right now they did not have that. I think it was like a 58%. So, 
And then the last one was something that, you know, we knew we weren't going to do, which was abortion. Um, and we did not want to abort the baby. So we said, let's do the amniocentesis. And I'm telling you, this is the most crazy thing in the world because I got to see it firsthand. Laid mom on the bed or on the hospital bed, you know, uh, covered everything up but the belly, cleaned the belly up. And they had a needle that was, I, I swear to you, about six, uh, six to eight inches long. <laughs> and um, as you know, my wife is deathly afraid of needles, and so she's not uh, in the best of ways. And so I'm in there, and I'm holding her hand, and I'm just you know telling her to look away, look away, you know, and covering her eyes. And and up at the uh, corner of the room is a monitor, and on this monitor shows the inside of the belly. And so the doctor's like, well, if you want to watch the needle go into mom's belly, you can watch it on that monitor. And me, being who I am, you know, constantly needing to know everything about everything, I'm like, wow, why not? (laughs) So um, process begins. I see the needle poke through, you know, I'm watching it on the monitor. I see it poke through the belly, and I see the lining of... Uh, you know, everything else. And, and I see it go in and then I hear the doctor say, Oh, wrong angle. They pull it out and then go back in. I'm telling you for someone who's afraid of needles, my wife, um, this was not a great experience, but, uh, to make a long story short, we, uh, got through the process Everything was good, and we found out that it was a chromosomal defect, and it was so rare that we didn't know what it was. So we were going to you know, go forward with the pregnancy. Um, had Madison uh, a week and a half late, and ended up, she ended up being 5 pounds, ooh, 10 ounces, somewhere around there. Yeah, so no, 5.15. It was 5.15. 5 pounds, 15 ounces. And... Right off the bat, like literally right off the bat, you know, and that's a little light, but right off the bat, the doctors were like, okay, we need to make sure and get um, some nourishment in this baby. So we tried latching and she wouldn't latch because her mouth was too small. So it was the first four days um, in the NICU where we had to uh, tube feed her. Now, you want to talk about the relationship with food. That's not the good way to start, right? you know, with a tube down your throat. And regardless, if you're an infant, I mean, you know, um, tube down your throat, making sure you're getting mama's milk, all that stuff. Um, well, on the fourth day, because they can only hold you in the hospital for four days. I could be wrong with that. But at the time, they were telling us that we had four days to be there. So on the fourth day, um, we finally got to the point where we could bottle feed Madison. Um, and we took her home and it was one of the scariest things I have ever done in my life. Cause not only was I taking my first child home, um, I was a new father. Um, I had no idea what was going on with her. Uh, and it was quite a uh, situation, but needless to say, we, uh, we buckled down. We figured it out. We had lots of doctor's appointments. We had lots of 
with the the big do- uh, the big um, hospital over here is OHSU Oregon Health Science some something or something something something, um, but we spent a lot of time up there within the first two years. Well, within the first year ish, uh, we found out it was Kabuki syndrome, and at least at that point we had a direction. Uh, we had a direction on where to go with uh, you know with Madison, um, and. Early on, you know, we knew that things were going to be delayed. We knew that um, it was just going to be that much harder to get, you know, Madison to hit the markers that she needed to be, like, you know, maybe her height or maybe walking. I mean, she didn't start walking until two and a half years of, of age. And those of you who have kids probably know that that's a little bit late. Probably not a big deal, but a little late. Um, so... We had a, a road of lots of people coming in the house, lots of people helping us. Um, again, it was so rare that, like, we didn't um, know how to, you know, go about the entire road. And But the one thing that I really wanted to focus on for me um, is, or at least my side of things, uh, was the aspect of food. And so I was fortunate enough to look at my wife and her and I made a conscious decision that I quit my job and stay home with her for the first 18 months. Well, I took that opportunity um, to also go to culinary school and learn all about food so I could figure out how to feed this child and how to cook in different ways and And it just, you know, I had been in the industry for long enough. And I would say that, you know, she was probably 50% of the reason why I went to culinary school. Um, But I got my culinary degree and off to the races. You know, we started trying new things. um, I mean, literally, I would put a new thing on her plate daily. Uh, She was on, she actually was formula fed for a very long time. I'm probably going to say... Uh, two to three years of formula. Um, still to this day, she starts her day out with a protein shake. Um, there, We have done a bunch of uh, different therapies with her um, because like I was saying in the beginning, the, the fine motor skills is really where Madison is affected. And um, we started doing this thing with a food therapist and it was really, really interesting. And... Uh, we got in there, and one of the things that we noticed was, or that the therapist noticed, was that Maddie did not know how to use her tongue. And, wow, that it just blew my mind to think that, like, no, it's not that they don't like the food. It's that they don't know how to use their bodily function to process the food. And that was a moment in which my whole purview like changed okay so it's not that she doesn't like the food it's that she doesn't have the ability to use the food so one thing that we would do every single time before at the beginning of therapy was we would take her into this like you know kind of lower level uh ninja warrior kind of room with a ball pit and swings and you know slides and all kind of stuff and we would just play in there for 30 minutes. And I asked the therapist, I was like, why, why are we doing this every time? And, and what she said was, 
we're waking up the senses. You know, we're opening up the blood flow. We're letting her, um, you know, brain work on how to, you know, jump, run, and kick. And then we would go sit down in the kitchen and it was just a gamut of like, okay, we're going to try these four foods today. And Maddie, you have the opportunity to say yes. Maddie, you have the opportunity to say no. Um, it's all up to you. Nothing we want to do is make you want to feel uncomfortable. And that was the biggest thing is that like we sat in this room for, you know, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, just talking about food with her. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about my daughter. Um, I learned a lot about, um, you know, the challenges that she faces, you know, because as a, what, four-year-old there, it's not like they're going to be opening up talking to us, but, um, and it's not like she knows. I still get a lot of, I don't know, dad. I don't know why I'm doing that. Just, it just happens. So, um, without further ado, I want to bring Madison on here and, um, just kind of talk with her and see, see what she has to say about it. Cause I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in letting my children uh, speak their mind and make their own decisions. So, Maddie, welcome. Hello. You nervous? Yes, I am very. Very nervous. Well, you're smiling. Maddie is a four foot nine smiling machine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She, I, you know, you walk in the room and you'd never know. She is a, a happy girl. Uh, she loves music, right? Yes. Okay. What else, What other kinds of things do you like to do? Okay, so... So, through the course of my middle school years, in the after-school activities, I was doing... Um, one of them was improv, which I really loved. I wish I could go back there. And this semester, it's not an opportunity. But... Um, and then this... This semester, I did FNN, which stands for Fowler News Network, and let me tell you, it was the best, because I got to see, like, my friends and hang out with them for an after-school activity. Okay. And then this um, next school year, I'm going to be, for my ASAs, I'm going to be trying out for cheerleading, and then... Also, um, Fowler News Network, which I am so excited to try out for cheerleading and to actually try and get out there. That's fantastic. I I love to hear your excitement with that. And that's one thing that we hear um, a lot, like your teachers and people and your peers and parents that are around you, Maddie, is that like how enthusiastic and brave you are, right? Yeah. So... Um, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, what you eat in the day. Like, tell us what your, what your diet is. Like, what do you start with in the morning? Okay. So, uh, first thing in the morning, I start with a protein shake. Is that right? Yeah. Wait, back up. How old are you? (laughs) I'm about to be 13 in December. So you're 12. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I didn't introduce you properly. Um, (laughs) and then, uh. What, what grade are you in? Uh, sixth. Sixth grade. Okay. 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 Move on. Go forward. <laughs> okay. So I start off with a protein shake at like what? Six o'clock in the morning. Yep. Sounds and like that. And then at like 10, 30, 11, 10, to 11, I have lunch. Okay. What do you eat for lunch? Um, it's whatever it's in my lunchbox. <laughs> well, yeah. But what, what are those things? Uh, okay. A yogurt, 
a yogurt, one of those Mexican drinks thingies, um, a fruit roll-up, and some goldfish flavor, cheesy blasting goldfish. So blasted cheesy goldfish. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, crackers and yogurt? Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the foods that you don't like. So the other day we put uh, we put a piece of broccoli on Maddie's plate. <laughs> no, stop. And I think it was a meltdown don't, until we took it off. Don't so, bring it up. No, I won't. Okay, I won't bring it up anymore. But can you talk a little bit about uh, the foods you don't like? Actually, no. Take that back. Tell me about your favorite food. Okay, pizza. Really? What no, do you, one. Now, what do you like on your pizza? Uh, no cheese, no no toppings, nothing, just straight up sauce. What kind of sauce? Tomato and bread. Just tomato sauce and bread, nothing else. So tomato sauce and dough. Yeah. Okay. So the interesting thing about that, Maddie, is that that is a very, very traditional style pizza on the East Coast. And you go to New York and you know what they call those? What? Well, what do you call it? A uh, sauce pie. A sauce pie. That's uh, what it is. It's an original sauce pie. <laughs> you know what they call a cheese? No. An original. Oh. And they call the pepperoni the same thing? Yeah. They call it pepperoni a pepperoni. But guess what? What? They don't make any other type of pizzas over there. <laughs> <laughs> they think what we do over here is crazy. Yeah. So, um, Maddie, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, maybe let's talk about the one thing that your, your food uh, that you don't like. What uh, don't you like? Cheese on my pizza. You don't like cheese on your pizza. How yeah. come? Because I just don't like it. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, do you uh, do you have a favorite dessert? Yes, I do. What's Ice that? cream. Ice cream. All right. <laughs> so we like we like a lot of like uh, soft foods. Yeah. Stuff that you can chew up. Yes. Do you remember going to the food therapist? No, I do not. And you don't remember going to that with no. a ball pit and everything? Nope. And <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You must have blocked that one out. Yes, I did. Because I remember you were trying things like grapes. And oh, goodness. You were trying things like uh, carrots. Stop. I think you even tried uh, a Brussels sprout. Oh, shh. Yeah, it was crazy. Or fruit leathers. You used to love fruit yeah. leathers. I don't know why I don't have those anymore. What did you eat for dinner tonight? Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> and what else? What was on your pancakes? Uh, nothing. Just peanut butter. Oh, you like peanut butter on your pancakes. Peanut butter and pancakes. That's an interesting thing because i got to be honest with you. I love peanut butter on my pancakes. Hey, you were the one that introduced me to that. Oh, well, cool. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. So um, as far as uh, you said you were going to be trying out for cheerleading yes. next year. Yeah. Are you excited? I am so excited. Have you done any research? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, have you been watching anything? Uh, no, not really. I just, um, one day we were filling out the ASA form, and I saw a cheerleading on there, and I was like, yes, that's what I want to do, and it popped in my mind. So I knew I was going to choose FNN, so, and then I chose cheerleading for my next one because it just sounded right in my mind. See, and that's that's one thing uh, about Madison that uh, I want everybody to know is that she is such a driven little soul that is like when she gets it in her mind that she's going to do it, she's doing it. Yeah. And nobody's getting in her way. And I love that about her. 
I think it's so um, inspiring and amazing to um, see that in a Mm 12-year-old. And not only do I see it, but her little brother sees it. And let me tell you, (laughs) her little brother takes it and runs with it. And, um, (laughs) you know, they have a special relationship, but... Uh, Maddie is very such a such a good big sister, mm-hmm. um, such a a brave and and uh, happy little person that is just, um, yeah. I, I just can't say enough about her that is is not positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie, what do you think? One thing um, throughout your day that challenges you that you have a hard time with. Okay, so um, okay. So I think it's it's I don't okay I don't have any challenges but I used to have one okay and that was banned and let me tell you that one was a hard one because like my first my second quarter I was playing trombone I didn't know how hard trombone would be and. I still went out there and I nailed it. <laughs> I love it. I remember I, you came home and you told me, Dad, I'm going to play the trombone. <laughs> no. And uh, I asked you, I said, does that mean we have to have a trombone in the house? <laughs> um, no. But you did. You went out and you played it. You may not have played notes, but no. you, hey, Definitely. you. the thing is, is that you went out and you tried it and it's a lot um, stronger than most people. And so uh, I totally commend you for that uh let's talk about your experience in the kitchen okay Okay. what do you like to cook i'm not a chef well you don't have to be a chef to cook so i like to cook a lot of dessert oh i like to cook a lot of desserts in like my cookbook that i got for a couple years ago from my grandmother okay and what's what's your favorite one to cook um so there are these cupcakes that like are butterflies, kind of cupcakes. Okay. And they are so good. Yeah, I remember they were being good. I think I have a video of you and Jackson making those, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. One thing that I've always done is um, I've always been very inviting to Madison and her little brother Jackson to be in the kitchen and uh, you know learn how to make things. Like, mm-hmm. what did we make this weekend? Oh, monkey bread. We made monkey bread. And it, it, for those of you who don't know, monkey bread is basically uh, cinnamon, cinnamon rolls that are chopped up into a little, you know, bite-sized pieces yes. um, in the raw state. And then you take them, uh, you melt uh, butter, butter and brown sugar in the pan, mm-hmm. and then you chop up uh, your, uh, yeah, your cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and you put them in there in a big group, and then they rise. Um, you cook them off, you throw a bunch of icing on them, and you got these little, like, pull, it's like a pull-apart cinnamon roll. Yeah. They're amazing. I introduced them to my friends today. Absolutely love them. Did they really? Yeah, they That's did. That's cool. So one thing that, that we do um, to introduce Maddie to new foods is, is we cook them together. Yes. And uh, there's something that we do quite often, which... Uh, Actually, we haven't done it in a couple of years, but we like to, like Maddie and I uh, used to make raviolis. Oh, yeah. Do you remember making raviolis? Definitely, definitely yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And uh, that's making fresh pasta and, and all that stuff. So, um, all right, Maddie. So is there anything else that you want to say? Anything, 
Yeah. Anything at all? Um, You're live on air. Yes, I am. <laughs> and my hair is a mess right now. Well, luckily nobody can see you. Yeah. Okay. Can I talk about my band experience? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, quarter two, I was put in band and I thought this is going to be easy. Well, I was proven wrong. Okay. So this is, so we're in quarter two right now. And we're not in quarter two right now, we're in quarter four. But uh, quarter two was a really fun quarter because I had band. And band was fun. And the teacher, I had it for PE, and I don't know about it. Well, was he a bit challenging? Yeah, definitely. And and you see, the thing is, is that throughout life, we will always run through or run, run into um, challenging moments, challenging people, challenging groups. I mean, but how did you, you know, how do you um, approach something that's challenging like that? I just push through it. You push through it. Yes. Okay. How do you push through it? By telling myself I can do this. And okay. That's pretty inspiring. I got to be honest with you, Maddie. Not a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. And you've done a really good job. And I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love you. Thank and, you. And, uh, it was great having you on the show. Thank you. You want to give anybody a shout out? Um. <laughs> All right. Yes, I would actually. Okay, go ahead. I would love to give a shout out to my mother oh. and my two best friends and my father and everybody. All right. You're, you're a sweet girl, Maddie. Loved having you on. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely get you on the show more often. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, now that's Madison for you right there. Uh, so Madison is is uh, wow, that was that was cool. Um, I paused it really quick right there because uh, she got a little bit emotional, and I think um, I know that's not the first time she's heard me talk about it, but she really wanted to be a part of that, and um, she's just such a, a bright soul and such a uh, inspiring little human, you know, it, it, becoming a father is just w- is one thing, but becoming a father and seeing um, somebody with that many challenges in life um, strive and attack things because she knows she can is just something that I, I can't even explain it. I can't begin to explain um, the feeling that I get and that arises when um, something like that happens or, you know, she comes home and she talks about a challenging moment or um, how she deals with uh, certain people in middle school. Man, middle, middle school is so hard. Like, I can't even imagine. I hated middle school. I can't, I've never talked to anybody who liked middle school. So um, I'm very proud of, of that little girl. And, and uh, you know, sharing that with all of you is really important to me. It has shaped me. Uh, it has shaped the way I think about food. It has shaped the um, parent, the the man, the husband. It has shaped everything about me. Uh, without her, my life would be 100% different. Uh, she is definitely my best friend, and I love her to death. But um, I think I'm going to leave you all with a quote that is near and dear to my heart and something that Madison and I have actually uh, read together. And it goes a little like this. <clears throat> Life is a beautiful error. 
there is no right or wrong way to live. But there is a right or wrong way to do. So I encourage you to open your mind and your heart. Let your ears listen and let's create this recipe of life. That, um, there's a lot to be said to that one. And just having this opportunity to get onto the microphone and speak to people who uh, are interested in this, like I've said before, one listener, 500 listeners, I don't care. Um, if I'm touching somebody or if I'm bringing awareness to something, then that makes it all the difference. And if anybody out there um, has stuff like this that they want to talk about or bring awareness to, hit me up. I'm always looking for a conversation, um, something that can bring light to somebody's life. Uh, please, I'm all about it. Uh, go to Instagram. It's Max Effort underscore kitchen. Um, I do a lot of fun things on there. You know, you'll see that I talk about the trifecta, which is weightlifting, family, and food. No particular order. But uh, these things are things that shape our lives. And I want to maybe help you shape your life or give you some ideas to help yourself shape your life to a way that is so meaningful to you. So that's about all we got time we got today. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, like I said, hit me up if that inspired you and you want to uh, come on the show or, or just have a conversation with me about something, um, similar or even not similar. I don't even care. I love to meet people. I love to share people's stories. So, uh, I think we're going to call it a night and, uh, remember, uh, food is love. Take care of yourself and build that recipe. 